Good morning, good afternoon. My name is Rick Beta, and this is the No Mongo Podcast. Coming to you live at the time of recording this, of course, from San Jose, California. So welcome, welcome. I'm recording this on a Monday. Had a great weekend. Hope you did too. This is episode 29. If you guys would have told me back in, what, March, that I would hit episode 29, I'd consistently do this show every week, I wouldn't hate my content and just give up, and that I'd be posting this episode 29 today, I would have been like, what? No, I didn't have any doubts, but you never know. Anyone, you know, if you're creative or you're artistic or whatever, you always think your stuff just kind of sucks, so... Thanks to all the loyal listeners. We hit episode 29. A lot of loyal NMP listeners out there, so thank you. Appreciate the love. You can follow along on social media at Rick Beta. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm pretty active on both, so uh, looking forward to interacting with you on the interwebs, as they say. You can also email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. Oh, stretching. There we go. Let's get started. I'm like seriously getting. I'm pumped up today, guys. I'm actually in a in a really good mood. It's not that I'm ever in a bad mood, but I'm just riding this wave. That's all I gotta say. So there were a couple of contests over the weekend, but I, I focused mostly on the Vans Park series because it was the championships that went down in Salt Lake City, Utah. SLC represent. Did you guys check it out? And I was able, luckily, I was able to catch both the men's and the women's finals. So I was glad the the timing worked out on everything. It was all meant to be for me and the Vans Park series, of course. But I wanted to start off on the women's side, the women's championship finals. Huge congrats to Japan. They took all three top spots. And I know I sound like a broken record, guys, but I'm telling you, Japan and Brazil are no freaking joke. The quality of talent that they're pumping out is is not only they're winning now, they're setting themselves up for, I don't know, years, decades of dominance. And I really mean that. Such good talent. And these kids are like, I think the youngest was 11. 11 years old. I didn't start skating until I was 12. I don't I can't remember how long it took me to Ollie. This was over 30 some odd years ago. But these kids are in Vans Park Championships at 11 and they're doing tricks that took me years to learn. Does that tell you something? Yeah. Japan and Brazil pumping out the talent. So Mommy Tezuka placed third. She's 17, so she's like an OG almost, right? From probably when she started skating. She's got, my notes say, some of the best and smoothest Smith grinds ever. She's got frontside, backside Smiths. They just style. Style for days. And those are my, the back Smiths are, are my favorite tricks on mini ramps. I just love doing them. Just the feeling of them, especially when you go, like, for a couple feet. I don't care if it's metal coping, plastic coping, just that, that feeling. So, And she's got a nice balance of old school and new school. So... Whoever's training her or giving her advice or is in her head, the next five to ten years, they're going to be awesome for her, too. She's going to be fun to watch. So, well done. And Kakona Haraki. Yeah, I did say that. I hope I said that right. She ended up in second place. And she was rocking a big, like, 
Nelly Band-Aid on her face. She took a nasty slam in the semifinals. Like, literally, it's like, like when my kids get hurt or whatever, like a, you just slap a big gauze on their face. She recovered from that, got second place. So not only does she have the, the talent, she's got the mental game to overcome that. And she's, you know, she's a smaller girl, so, I mean, I'm sure, well, she, she's 11. Yeah, she's the youngest one. And to come back from that on those walls and just play second, very cool. And she got it on her fourth run. She was trying to do this kickflip, and it was giving her problems, and she finally landed it. Well done, Kakona. Seriously, I'm just shaking my head right now, you guys. And Sakura Yosozumi took first place, and she recovered well, too. She took a nasty slam in her second run. I mean, it was like, she literally was, you know, hugging the cement after, I don't know, I called it an invisible banana peel. I mean, the course is very slippery, but... She was just coming down a wall. Whoop! The back wheels just spun out. I mean, and she need she, but luckily she recovered too. I mean, she sealed the deal back in her her flawless third run, and then added icing to the cake on that same run with a backside nose blunt revert. Done. That got her ninety two point eight three. That was the highest score in the championships. Over the dudes, yes. Game over. Thanks for coming. Yeah, she was done. She won it. So congrats, Sakura. Well-deserved first-place win. And you took the, tra- tra- uh, the the trophy home for the championship. You are a champion. Ah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and honestly, guys, and gals, of course, I'm sure I'll be repeating their names again soon. All three of those. I'll just What I'll do is I'll just, I can just cut and edit this this podcast for the next few years and just change the time and yeah, episode 130. Congrats to Sakura. <laughs> it could happen. Ay, ay, ay. No joke, you guys. And now it's for the men's. It also didn't disappoint. First off, though, I wanted to say, did you guys see Corey Juno slam? He was trying to do a frontside flip. One of my favorite tricks he does. He does them all the time. If you haven't seen it, don't bother. Don't, no, don't um, pass. You don't want to see it. He even posted on Instagram. He's like, I'm fine. Don't worry. I don't know, Corey. I I mean, honestly, from just dude to dude here, I mean, are you okay? Seriously. It's e- easy for you to say, Corey, but that was brutal. And, and guys, he got the trifecta of the injuries on that one because it looked like his head bounced off the cement his shoulder got literally just drilled in i think there's an indentation on the bottom maybe they had to repair it when there was break time or camera and the wrist i mean i don't even know how to best describe it other than floppy and no one knows if it's broken or not I, actually before this recording I, I hadn't seen any updates but a lot of people on that comment on instagram was like Dude, is that broken? That looks nasty. What happened? Are you okay? But as he said, quote unquote, I'm fine. Don't worry. I mean, luckily with skateboarding, if you have a broken wrist, you can still skate. But don't watch it if you guys have not seen it. I, I do not recommend it. Floppy. Yeah. Well described. But man, that was tough to see. He, didn't, he has those front flips down like nothing. So... 
Yeah, I don't know. Tristan Rennie was able to sneak into third. So um, as I segue to the the placements, of course. But yeah, I had to get that away. I'm like, Corey, man, dude. But yeah, Tristan Rennie, finally. I think he, the last few competitions, he's been right close or has actually been like eighth. Like he's been either kind of like not top three. But yeah, now he, he plays top three. Solid run. He stayed on the board. Alex Sorgente plays second. That guy always is always, always, always a threat. Was he does he does the uh the kickflip indie grabs, right? Like, I don't know, fifty feet out from the coping. But I, I think the main thing is that he probably got he probably would have gotten first, but I think he got deducted because his hat kept falling off. I mean even T Puds is shaking his head like, dude, get your hat on, man. It just kept flying off. Well, the the main thing is though, it's one thing for your hat to fly off. It's another to avoid it while it's still in run. You're in your run, and it's a distraction, and you can almost hit it. He zipped by it so many times. I mean, talk about focus. Yeah, but yeah, I love his kickflip indie grabs. I could watch those for days. He goes so big, so large, hat or not, the guy is just—he's awesome. So, and I bet those are awesome to land too. Never could do the kickflip indie grabs on transition. Nope. Burials, yeah, but can't do that. But anyways, finally, and finally, of course, Oscar Rosenberg won the whole thing. And the the reason why he won, he pretty much used the entire course, <laughs> the whole course. For one, the guy was pumping for his life. Literally, I thought I... If I didn't have my glasses on, I need to wear glasses because I'm, I'm nearsighted, so I squint a lot when I don't have my glasses on watching TV. But I, I could have sworn I was watching Pedro for a second. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, who's this guy flying around the bowl, zipping around? My legs are sore just watching the guy. He kept up his speed, and it paid off. And that manual, that manual sealed the deck. It was on a, a sealed the deal, I should say. It was on a deck, like a small, I don't know, it was probably as wide as his wheels, wide as his truck. He's going, it was up. And back in. So very cool to see. And that was his second win in the past few years. He won a, a couple years back. So Sweden represent. Good job, Oski. 2019 Vans Park World Series champion. Yeah. So I got to admit, though, I was pulling for CJ Collins. And I think he's only like one or two tricks away from becoming a real threat. I've talked about him before. He's almost there. And I think in the next year or two, he's going to have a tremendous growth spurt, like literally, like his his body. He's going to sprout up. He's going to blow everybody out of the water. Watch out. I'm, I'm calling it now. He's that close. Just watch. It could happen. Actually, no, it will happen. He missed third place by, it was less than a point. Less than a point to land third place. So he's coming up for sure. I know I've mentioned it. Yeah, he's young. He doesn't have bills and you know when he's an adult. But honestly, I think two years from now, holy crap. That's all I got to say. So, But it was a fun van series. Always looking forward to this. And, yeah, I was, try, I was trying to find the dates for the next one on the webs before I jumped on the mic. But it's not on there. So 2020 sometime, it'll be back. So I know... Another big event is happening in 2022, so I'll be curious to see the timing of all that because there's a lot of qualifiers that are coming up. 
Olympics is coming, guys. I mean, here we are. It's Q4 of 2019. Hold on to your hats. And that, by the way, no means was a pun intended. But now it works. I'm going to leave that in there. Hold on to your hats. Literally, guys, when you're doing 540s and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. So I spent a few minutes over the weekend catching up on some reading. Stumbled upon an article on Jankum on their website. It was written on July 31st. Let me pull it up here real quick. By Jared Wilbur. Now, the name of this piece is what got me. So who, whoever chose this or decided on it, hey, it worked. Here's the title. This dude statistically analyzed every Jim Greco clip. That instantly got my attention. I'm like, wait, what? Okay, let me check this out. All right. Well done, Jared. I mean, you got me. I, I clicked. You guys got to click. But that's right up my alley. I love watching and, you know, playing sports. Not as much as I'm getting older, but yes, sports outside of skateboarding too. Oh, shocker, I know. But I'm fascinated with this kind of data. Fascinated. You know, I always love the stats, like, you know, how, like, literally in baseball, every pitch is, is tracked, every, you know, the velocity, the speed, was it curveball, fastball, etc. all these stats, these guys, th that's their job. They record stats and then provide them to the analysts that need them or the writers. But this is very cool. This is the first, I haven't seen this this before. Now, have you guys, have you guys seen this one? I'll be sure to add it to the, the show notes on nomongo.com. But here's a, the, basically the gist of what was presented. Jared decided to analyze some skateboarders' entire careers throughout their video parts, appreciate them in, appreciating them in a new way, starting with Jim Greco, 25-year-plus 25 prolific career. Jim Greco's 25-plus career. Sorry. I'm down. Sign me up. Seriously. And... Uh, I'm about to laugh now. Is What's funny is that this article literally made me laugh out loud. And it's not laughing out loud because, you know, the humor, how funny it is. It's because how awesome it is. Here's what got me. Jim Greco's 20 most common tricks. Okay. First, it's an obvious one, right? He's got 38 dollars. Okay. Makes sense. But, you know, you, you got to count it. But the second trick. Backside 360 was done 23 times in his 25 plus years. That made me laugh out loud because I know how <laughs> uh, I know how damn accurate that is. I mean, yeah, when I think of him now, I'm like, Jim, yeah, he does one of the best backside 360s. And I don't even need to watch all the clips to know this is spot on. It's so true. I mean, it's literally he does bust out a backside 360 in most of his videos. <laughs> oh, so good. But it was interesting, the, the backs, actually no, it was the Switch 360 flip was on the way bottom. So yeah, that's, you know, it, it was cool. But his 20 most common tricks, 38 ollies, backside 360 done 23 times. Yeah. So give it a look if you haven't. He's he's also got a number of tr numbers of tricks per video part section, miscellaneous facts. It's all good stuff. So I need more of this in my life. I love these stats. Now, if you can do every single skater ever, like by, you know, E-O-Y, I'd appreciate it, Jared. Yeah, thanks in advance. I need more of these stats in my life. So good. 
But I do. I appreciate it in advance. But I'll put it on the uh, show notes, you guys. Nomongo.com. It was very cool to see that. But I, I, if there was a whole database with all of this, I'd probably bore the crap out of you guys because I'd be talking about it so much. I love this data. Very good. So go check it out. And is it Jim Greco or Jim Greco? I don't know. Every time I say it, I doubt myself. Only because it's how it's spelled, you guys. G-R-E-C-O. Greco? I guess Greco would be two E's. You know what I mean? It's challenging. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's just my crazy brain working. But then finally, I have to be completely honest here. Well, I mean, I'm always honest here, but I'm, I hope you kind of get what I'm saying. But I'm feeling torn, I guess, about this topic. The topic of BAM. And we all know it comes in waves with this guy, that the, the ebb and flow. It's part of the process. We know that. I've talked about him in the past, but I tweeted this the other day. I saw that Andy Roy, we all know Andy Roy has his Rip Ride podcast. He had BAM on his podcast recently, last week to be exact. And that made my head turn a little. You know, my spider senses were kind of getting in full effect. Only because of the timing of it all. I was like, okay, why now? Who is it going to benefit? Is it going to benefit Andy or Bam or both? You know, because I know they're boys. I know they, they, they love each other. But my gut kept telling me, that's, that's too soon. Way too soon. Not now. Maybe after he gets through, you know, this this rut, this dark. this It could be another year before he's back on track, you guys. So that's why I was like, okay, well, why now? But I decided to give it a listen, it, and it did. It took me like a couple days um, because I can only listen to it in chunks, chunks. I had to you know, do other things I had going on or I had to pick up my kids from school or whatever. But So I did. I finally finished it, but here's some notes that I put. So right from the start, you know, Andy and Priya, they try to set the tone, right? But it's more or less with humor because they're, they're boys, right? It's not, it's not that they don't know each other, but it. It felt more like an intervention, maybe, interview. It was kind of teeter-tottering back and forth between the two. Um, but the one thing what was crazy to hear is Andy is now the voice of reason. And that's a lot of pressure. Andy, I don't know if you know that. You probably won't hear this, but you got a lot of pressure on your back. Novak has the same thing. They're both clean now. Bam's pointing fingers at both of them, probably. Well, he was for Novak. I think they, Novak, they, you know, handle things. But Bam's at that stage now. He's pointing fingers. So, Andy, you handled it well. I thought it was a great interview. But the the one thing, as I mentioned, if I didn't just mention, is you can tell that Andy really does care and love Bam. That is undeniable. So that was felt. And you could see it. You could see it in Andy's eyes. So that was cool. But. It started to get a little real about six minutes and 45 seconds in, right? I mean, it's, it started off, and it was cool to see and hear Andy. You know, like I said, he's the voice of reason, and he's come a long way. He's still fighting his demons every single day, I'm sure. Every minute, he's still fighting his, and now he's trying to help Bam fight his as well. Now, he's dropping nuggets of knowledge. He's dropping stuff from his experience. He's trying to help out. <laughs> Got to give you golf claps for that, dude. But... I, I really loved the part 
when he, he was talking, they were talking about the program and how Bam kind of just left early. He's all, I don't know how long it is. It was 27 days. And he put him in place. So, no, that's it's 30 days at least. It's not like some checkbox. Like, oh, okay, 27 days. Boom, I'm done. I got that out of the way. No. And, and here's what, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Andy said, but you got to go to the groups. You got to talk to your therapist. You got to get to the what's the bottom of what you have in there, what's buried in there, what's really going on. It's not just going to the gym and skating. Facts. Very good stuff there, Andy. Because it's true. We've seen it. You know, he, he it's like he's checking off those boxes. Oh, cool. Got that done. I'm, I'm fine. No, there's something deep inside that he needs to get. And I hope I hope Bam heard that. I hope it sunk in. It, 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 talking to him, I'm sure, is very tough. I just hope, you know, did you guys, did you guys listen to that one or, or watch it? You can do both. It's on video and podcast, but he, the main reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because Bam brought up his mom and Andy handled that really well too. And they also brought up Dr. Phil. So I know I talked about the why now, why Dr. Phil. And I guess today we're going to find out today, meaning Monday. So today the show is going to air at 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm recording this now. It's Monday morning, but I was so tempted to just wait and record the show after. But I don't know. It's either going to be like a, a dose of everything we've heard so far, or it's going to be a complete and absolute train wreck. I don't watch Dr. Phil. I've seen clips of his over the years. I don't know how well he does his job. Obviously, he gets paid good money and he's on TV and people respect him, but. Are you going to watch that or are you done? Like, you're, are, are you done with me talking about it? I mean, I really want to know. I mean, are we all – I mean, I'm going to probably record it and see. Maybe I can skip over the commercial and stuff like that. But I'm curious to see how he handles the issues with his mom. I'm curious to see and hear how Dr. Phil handles that too. I've already heard some things, some nuggets that he's posted, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't watch a show. I don't know what to expect. And I know BAM has been the most talked about topic on this podcast, and I know it's part of it's me, but part of it's the download numbers too. You know, I'm seeing those episodes have more downloads than the other ones. So obviously there are a lot of people out there that are tuning in to see how he's doing, what he's doing, what's the train wreck going, and how's this going to end. So I'll record it. I'm sure I'll talk about it soon, or maybe I'll put a blog post on or tweet about it or whatever. You know, you, you guys let me know if you watch it, or maybe I'll just put my body on the grenade for you guys and watch it and let you know how it goes. So I'm just hoping things finalize for all soon and we can all move on. So yeah. So that's all I got for today, you guys. It was a great weekend, great week. Summer is ending, sort of. Not to brag about the weather in the Bay Area, but it, it doesn't change as drastic as some of you other guys I know. So so yeah, keep an eye on nomongo.com. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks for allowing me to be part of your day. I really do appreciate it. I'll see you next Tuesday.